Perak Dalad Mishnah Ches, who Rabbi Shmuel, the son of Rabbi Yosef ben Chalafta Hayyamah, would say, "Al tehi dan yechidi, do not serve as a judge on your own." Alfalpi, even though that midin Torah, a mumche l'rabim, an expert to the rabim, shem nismucha b'harah v'yotzalo shem shuhubaki bedinim, one who has smicha and he paskins and he's known as an expert in dinim. Technically, Midin Torah, he could judge on his own. He's able to dan yechidi. Nevertheless, nevertheless, Midas Chasidus is pious. That Shafilu Mumchei, even an expert, lo yeshiv yachad b'den, do not sit alone in judgment. Eliyatzai my eichnaim, bring along another two dianim with you to have a total of three. Shemitoch shem shalosh, because once you have three, harim neisim neisim b'davar, there's a back and forth. Mutsi mesadin lamita, and you could look deeper into the din and see it's truth. You have more people on the on, on the table. And therefore, do not judge on your own. Because the only one that the only one that judges on his own is a Kurdish Baruch Hu. He's the only one in the world. And do not say, you know, if your friends that you brought along with you to, to judge. So now you brought your friends along. Okay, great. So don't say now that when they're arguing on you that you don't agree with them. Don't say that. Don't say, accept my opinion. Look, you know, technically, I don't need you guys. I could have judged on my own. And now that I brought you on board, you better accept my opinion. I only brought you on board because I was being pious. <laughs> but I need you guys to agree with me. No, you can't do that. You can't force them to accept your opinion. Because they can force you, meaning, They're the majority. So if they're on the same board... They can force you to be on their side, or you just, or they just outweigh you because it'll be two against one. They're permitted to do that, but but not you. you you cannot force them to accept your opinion, because since you brought them on board, now you have to pass in the din by the majority by the rabbim, as it says lahatos. So granted, you did a pious thing. You didn't be this chasidus. You didn't judge on your own. You brought two more on board. But you can't, uh, you can't force them now to accept your opinion. If they rule against you, now there's a majority against you, you have to accept that. Emission Tess, opening up with the introduction. Rabbi Yonasan, he was a Talmud of Rabbi Yishmo. And he was David Petoris attached to Torah. David Petoris Rabbi, he was attached to the Torah of his Rabbi. He would say, The Torah speaks like regular people meaning against the opinion of Rabbi Akiva, who would darsh in every single letter of the Torah, Yudorish kol oz of the Torah. And, and, and besides for our Mishnah over here, Eino Nizgayot to the Mishnah, Rabbi Yonasan is not mentioned in, in, in the Mishnah. And Le'umaz Zeh Nizgayot Shemot Pa'amim, however, his name is mentioned uh, many times in the Mechilta, different Midrashim, and the Sefri, these are Midrash Halacha from the base Midrash of Rabbi Yishmael. And in our mission now, Rabbi Yonasan is going to teach us that a person should not hold himself back from being Osik and Torah because of various tirdas. He's, you know, too busy making money or too busy not making money. He should not hold him back from learning Torah. Rabbi Yonasan, my sister Rabbi Yonasan, whoever fulfills the Torah from poverty, despite his poverty and his worries, and his tirka that he has every day to seek a livelihood, nevertheless, he's koveya itim, he sets a set time and learns Torah every day. Sofo l'kaim In the end, he'll fulfill learning Torah 
from abundance and peace of mind, without the tears and the daigas and the worry of a parnasah. And whoever nullifies the Torah from wealth, meaning he's so busy making money and he's so rich, you know, he has no time to learn Torah. So for the battle of own, in the end, he'll be being battle Torah out of poverty. He won't be learning, not because he has too much money, but he won't be learning because he'll have uh, not enough money. He'll have too little money. He'll be, he'll be broke. And the Asian, I remember others say, she ain't the fires just a mission. She called him a kind of satirmy owner. So for the usher, don't some some first explain like this. Don't explain our Mishnah that whoever fills the Torah out of poverty in the end will fill the Torah out of wealth, and whoever nullifies the Torah out of wealth in the end will uh, will be nullifying it out of poverty, because we see people that are mekayim the Torah from poverty, they never were to fulfill it through wealth, and we see Rishamas, we see wicked people that are rich, and they remain rich. So, according to this shot, you'd explain like this. You have a man who is fulfilling the Torah out of poverty. Even if he was rich, it would not hold him back from fulfilling the Torah. Whoever, never, whoever nullifies the Torah because of all of their wealth, his wealth is causing him to do the Torah, even if he be an ani, He'd be mavatalit, meaning she ain't little as kiyuma shel Torah obi tula like be'oishu shel adam le'banius ela bezikaso hanavashes l'torah Hashem. Meaning, a person do do, do not um, make a person's Torah learning dependent upon his wealth or dependent upon his poverty. It's all about his connection to God, his connection to Torah. If he has a connection, whether he's rich, whether he's poor, it's not going to make a difference. He will learn. So, according to this pshat, the focus here is that. Don't look at the person's financial state. He could be rich, he could be poor. Those are not the reasons why he's learning or not learning. The reason is because of his connection to God. So that's the message that's getting across. And then the third pshat, Pirashachir, is whoever fulfills the Torah out of only out of poverty, so full of kind of emotion, and will fulfill out of wealth. What does that mean? That he's zoche to be sameach bechalko. He's meritorious to be happy with his lot. Like the words of Ben Zoma, we had a Mishnah Aleph, that Ezu Asher, who is rich, hasameach bechalko, and is happy with his lot. So according to this pshat, whoever fills the Torah out of poverty in the end of fulfill it out of wealth, what does that mean? It means I'll be happy with everything that he has. Ezu Asher, hasameach bechalko.